You're listening to 66.6 FM Radio TOVH The Flush Well hey there everybody, it's me Joe Thrash and Kill You're listening to another thrilling episode of the Toilet of Hell Radio Show I'm joined today uh, First, uh, over here, the golden boy, the internet's sweetheart You know him, you love him we call him 365 Days of Horror sometimes, but most of the time we call him Jordan. Jordan, how are you? I am good. How are you? Cannot complain, because we also have Breno's side here. Breno, Breno, how are you? Feeling fantastic now that I know I'm a reason to not complain. That's not usually my experience. So you are uh, currently uh, in the depths of a sinus infection, is that correct? Yeah, I found out probably five minutes ago. Okay. Um, the characteristic uh, green mucus. Yeah, my uh, my sink looks like a, a death metal long sleeve, so Yeah. Uh it's it's all right though. I'm I'm here. I'm I'm happy to be here. It's it's like we were discussing before the show. Every year you get one. Yeah. Well, right you, around this time. At least everybody. One. Yeah. 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 I feel like um <clears throat> I got COVID. I feel like a, that should give me an exemption for this year. I, I would hope so anyway. Uh, but in reality, it'll probably give me two. <laughs> like, that's how that works. Yeah, you're just living in something worse than that. Yeah. So you're probably going to uh, have, like, purple mucus or some fucking horrible color that is beyond typical sorts of mucus color. But but how you have been feeling, Joe? What's What's your symptoms right now? How are you doing today? Well, um, I guess my throat has been fucked up since the beginning, um, and I cannot uh, cannot focus on anything to save my life. I got the uh, the brain fog, as it were. So, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna do our best uh, staying on track with this episode, but uh, you know, might need a little help from you fellas. Yeah, you got uh, nerve endings in your brain getting fucking snacked on. Uh, have you lost your smell or anything like that? No, uh, but uh, I, I still have it. But I will say st- things smell worse now. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, like uh, things that were normally kind of like whatever. Now they're like, oh, this is nasty, dog. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah, I had lost my smell when I had COVID. And I I still feel maybe what uh, – nine ten months after the fact like i my smell still isn't perfect my uh spicy food intake i've i've definitely been bumped up a level from from how much severe stuff i can eat uh public bathrooms i just usually i can't wait to get out of them now it's like i can't even tell ah okay bad smells are kind of overall gone i might get a hint of something but it's fucking really strange that seems. I don't know. That kind of seems like an upgrade to me. <laughs> it, it does, but and I think we might have said this on the show before. But I can't tell if I stink. Oh, so if I go out in the world and I'm just absolutely reeking the place up, I have no idea. If I if I lay one out uh, to to get it out of my system in, in like a public transport or something, <laughs> I have I'd have no clue how much I'm making others suffer. It <laughs> sounds like a them problem. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's the way I gotta be. Yeah, um, no, that's good. Um, that's uh, that, that's a, that's an interesting uh, interesting sequela of the disease. It's uh, a good uh, New Year's resolution to have. Is that I'm just going to fart and not care. I mean, yeah, have the, have that confidence to go about your day. 
Jordan, how are, how are you doing? How are, how are things going with you? I'm fine. I'm not smelling or <clears throat> having mystery smells or you know feeling terrible. I'm staying in my hermetically sealed coffin and not coming out for anything. Uh, I do have, they announced every, well, prior to the pandemic every year, my work would have a big holiday party with lots of people. And uh, obviously during the pandemic, they stopped doing that. This is the first year they're doing it again. And normally it was like on a Wednesday at like three o'clock. So it was just like, at least you get out of work for a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're still there, but you're not sitting at your desk and whatever. Just go hang out and talk to the same people I talk to every day anyway, while holding a drink in my hand and not actually drinking it. Uh, But this year it's scheduled for a Friday afternoon and I don't work in the office on Fridays and I'm just, I'm not going to go. I don't care if that makes me antisocial or not part of a team. I don't care. Don't make me get dressed up, have to drive into the city, into traffic on a Friday afternoon and stand there and not eat anything and not drink anything. And just being surrounded by people chit-chatting like everything's cool and normal. It's just like, bleh. I'd rather stay home and watch TV. Uh, Yeah, I... That's the thing, like, uh, I can't imagine, Friday afternoon, that's a terrible time for a holiday party. Mm-mm. It's definitely on purpose so they don't have to get as much food and as much drink for everyone because yeah. I know other people will be like, yeah, not go. Uh, no, no. You uh, you going to go to your uh, your company holiday, holiday party this year, Bruno? I, uh, I have no idea. I have no idea. This would be the first time I had a holiday party. Uh, we did have kind of a Worksgiving Last Wednesday, that was pretty cool. They had ordered us all wing stop, just a lot of buffalo wings, <laughs> and chicken wings, and stuff. And the manager is a big fan of Hot Ones with the YouTube show where yeah. the guy interviews people and he, they eat spicy wings. So they brought all of the Hot One sauces, and we kind of all did the challenge together if we were willing to. Uh, and to go along with the COVID conversation, yeah, I you got to be, a, you so. got to have an advantage here now, right? I did, I did. It's You're a still, ringer. It's still horrible. It's still awful. I would never recommend anything with a Carolina Reaper in it, ever. That shit is fucking pure poison, but yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Maybe that's the reason you've been smelling lately. Yeah, you just got the yeah. these Guatemalan insanity peppers coming out of your pores. Yeah, it's, it's fucking back. Maybe I just have to have Carolina Reaper sauce every day for breakfast, and maybe that'll bring my, my senses back, but um, the only sense with that is pain, so I wouldn't would not recommend. Uh, I gotta say, like your um, your holiday, uh, you know, Thanksgiving uh, feast or whatever is that's actually pretty good. Like, let's get fucking hot wings for everybody. That sounds nice, as opposed to like I don't know. Let's bring in the driest turkey in the world, or let's fucking oh, yeah. cater Schlotzkys. Just like fuck you. That's a fuck you meal. <laughs> I can say way better, way better going in than going out. That's all I can say. That's true. That's true. Yeah, not <clears throat> not recommended. Um, we fel- talked to, we talked about our Thanksgivings on the Patreon show, Joe and I. So if people want to find out how that went, they got to pay for it. But Breno, how was your Thanksgiving? I had to run it myself. I had a very odd situation where. I had my in-laws who we originally planned to go to their oven had broken on the Sunday prior 
And there was a lot of back and forth over whether or not they would get it fixed. They had a schedule with the guy. They weren't sure if he had a schedule with the guy. He was going to come over, but who knows if he had the part, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm like, screw it. Just let's have it here. Paper plates, nothing fancy. I'll clean up my spot. And I I hate that. So I hate <laughs> I hate hosting so much. It sucks. And yeah, it absolutely sucks. It's it just sucks the fun out of any holiday. People who like doing it are insane, freaks. masochists, total freaks, freaks, horrible people. I hated it so much. Everybody got to meet the new kitten, which was fun. But <laughs> and, and, and you viewer, you might get to meet the new kitten because she's in here fucking around, and you're going to hear something if my mic picks it up. But um, I I didn't. I will never do that again. I will I will never do that again. I don't care if the fucking their house burns down. <laughs> too bad. Oh no, I'm sorry. Thanksgiving's canceled, everybody. No Santa Claus. No no turkey claws this year. We're going to fucking Luby's. Get in the car. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Anyway. Um <clears throat> folks, if you if you want to hear about my blood feud with Jerry Jones, uh like Jordan said, you can uh, listen to the Patreon bonus episode. I uh, just wanted to give some housekeeping notes here. Uh, we are at the end of the year, so we have some uh, regularly scheduled episodes that we do every year. I believe next episode is going to be our top songs of the year. Is that correct, Jordan? That is correct. And after that, the week after, we are doing the top metal hard rock songs on YouTube, which is always a really fun show and shows us just how out of touch we are with what's popular. And the third week, we are doing our holiday show. So if anyone wants to send us gifts for us to open on air, now is the time to send them to us or to ask for our addresses. So you can hit us up on toiletofhell at gmail.com or on the social medias. We are there. Ask us. We will tell you, and you can send us nice things. Um, I haven't been killed yet with the address share. So always always fun when it does happen. But yeah. um, no. If um, – if for some reason one of us is not available on, say, Twitter because we got banned, uh, which is coming any minute, uh, you can also uh, reach out for the Discord. We have a Toil of Hell Discord that I've been trying to be more active on, um, which has been a lot of fun, actually. A lot of there is a lot of there is so much fucking around going on in there. <laughs> it's it's it madness. Is, if you have yeah. no idea what to expect and you just drop in, if you if you like fucking around online, and you know. I think everybody out there knows that I do. It's it's the Toilet of Hell Discord is a great place to do that. So it, yeah, we'll share the link uh, for the article this episode. No, no, it no, is no, 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 no. I can't do that because why? Roldy like limits the number of invites, and they have to come like from a, a real person or whatever. So it's a it's a whole fucking thing. Oh, okay. reach out, ask us. You got to yes. reach out because we're not letting in randos because they had some kind of like four chan thing try to come in a few years ago. So they're more serious about it. So yeah. I, I one thing I can say is 4chan does not care about us anymore. Uh, we've been we've 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 kind of stopped kicking the hives nest on that one. Well, we have, but also like the whole internet has become 4chan. So what can you do? Like I look yeah. at fucking Twitter right now, and it looks like the B board. It sucks. It's not fun. Absolutely sucks. Very bad. Very bad. We yeah. Well, reach out to us. Uh, it, I would say it's probably one of the more fun spaces for metal dudes that I've been a part of. I, I still don't ever go on there. I don't. I do once in a while, but um, I just find chat rooms overwhelming, man. Just I'm always missing stuff. Yeah, if if you're a uh, internet completionist, it can be difficult. But if you're if you have the uh, control 
to dip in and out and fuck around for a little bit and then get out while the getting's good. That's uh, that's ideal for you. Uh, anyway, uh, all of those things are available to you. Uh, also, I think if you subscribe to the Patreon, there is a link right there that has uh, your invite to the Discord because you've passed all of the <laughs> pre-completion checks, I guess. <laughs> you did all the side quests. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you can pay to win there. Uh, Total of Hell slash, wait, no, Patreon slash Total of Hell. That sounds right. Uh, on with the show. Uh, fellas, you know, there's, there's, there's been, uh, <clears throat> I guess, a lot of discourse uh, lately around Ticketmaster and fees and such uh, for buying tickets. Um, I know uh, I paid, a, I think, about $150 in fees per each ticket for like a football ticket I bought the other day. And I think that if you are trying to go to a big show, say Taylor Swift show, it's probably at least that, if not more. Uh, did you ever get a look at what uh, people were claiming the, the fees were on these ticket master seats? They, they were astronomical, right? Yeah. Or- it- it's, more than the ticket themselves. It's and and that's a that's a common thing I've been seeing where like your your face value for your ticket that doesn't fucking matter. Like it's it that could be anything because the fees stacked on top are gonna more than double it. Yeah, and it's it's universal. It's not just Ticketmaster. If you're tied in with something stupid like Eventbrite.com or what, it doesn't matter. Like any small venue has some sort of shit like this. Uh. Yeah, you could just want to go to a small show. For like fifteen or twenty dollars at your local venue, if you buy the ticket in advance, it's like an extra ten to twenty dollars for like the rights to print something off your computer. Like for me, I just I'll go day of, yeah. Unless I know it's gonna sell out or like I have to <clears throat> travel for it, I will just buy it day of and pay twenty dollars versus thirty three dollars after taxes and fees and tacked on whatever nonsense. Yeah, and again, that's that's like your your local show at you know Whiskey O'Hooligans. If you if you're trying to go to like a, a chain venue or whatever, they're going to they're gonna take they're gonna take a tooth out of you. <laughs> it's it's gonna House be House of Blues. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna take their cut. So uh, there's uh, the, the whole thing with um, that's that's made this a. Uh, a news story that's been, you know, uh, cycling around for a couple of weeks now is uh, Taylor Swift announcing a tour. Uh, she has a lot of fans. A lot of those fans weren't able to get tickets because, well, I mean, the entire network around all of this is scam and graft. <laughs> like, uh, I, I believe that Live Nation and Ticket uh, Ticketmaster, like... They have a botnet that is essentially sponsored by Live Nation that picks up tickets, don't they? <laughs> Like have you, have you guys had that experience before? I I every I feel like every time I buy a ticket, it's something's confusing. I gotta download some kind of app. I gotta enter my name and some website I've never seen before. I gotta do the stupid fucking puzzle on the internet to prove I'm human. Just about every time I buy a ticket online, if. I go to the show and there's a guy sitting at the front with a little metal box named Ryan with a bird tattoo. He he's my new ticket master now. I want to just give him the ten bucks he doesn't have change <laughs> for. That's it. I don't want to fucking. I don't want to buy another ticket online as long as I live. It sucks right. so much. So, 
you have uh, astronomical fees. You've got um, bots uh, that swoop in and buy tickets, so you have to go with a resale market that you know gouges you even further. And you got a lot of folks that just like can't afford any of this shit. So you got fans that are unable to go to the event that they were really looking forward to go to. So that sucks. That's not ideal. And if you have enough people angry about it, maybe you can take congressional action, which might be happening right now. Weird thing for uh, the the government to focus on, but I guess, uh, you know. I mean, they focused on baseball and steroids. That's 15 true. years ago. They got nothing better to do, so yeah. you might as well do this. Through, through, yeah. bi- through a bipartisan uh, agreement, they managed to destroy baseball. So uh, I'm sure this will work out great. In the meantime, um, some of our best and brightest minds are, are on the issue and trying to determine uh, what solutions, if any, should be taken uh, to address this issue. Uh, and of course, uh, when I think about some of the uh, most brilliant uh, business-minded uh, people. In the business, I, of course, think about Avenged Sevenfold, specifically M. Shadows. Um, that's who you think of, too, right? Yes. Yeah, the uh, room-temperature IQ muscle jock bro <laughs> with the mullet. He's the one in the know. Um, I, I think a lot about uh, you know what it takes to make it in this business, and I think Avenged Sevenfold really has all of it, which is to say um, extremely wealthy parents um, you were born on third from Orange County, and now you have thoughts about what people should pay for things. Well, it, it's kind of crazy. Like, Avenged um, Sevenfold it, it is undeniable, uh, has, been, has had a lot of success in this business. Uh, you know, if, if they would have uh, followed uh, the path of whatever um, their parents did, they would clearly be two to three times uh, more successful <laughs> than what they're doing in this business. But, you know, it's pretty good regardless. <laughs> You should have gone. I mean, it, Sorry, it was there. Wasn't their last album that they released without any promos a total flop? It was not a huge success. No, uh, they. I think that they got a little high on their own supply. They were like, "We don't need to. We're we're being sevenfold. We don't need to fuck around with any of this stuff. People will buy our record." And that was. Don't you know who I am? I'm it, Sinister Gates. And that works great when you're drunk driving in Orange County, but <laughs> otherwise, you know. It's it's not the the best thing in the world. So, um, uh, they uh, they're they're here to to share some nuggets of wisdom, uh, and I I think I think it's a great way uh, to kind of expand our knowledge of business by getting these these outside perspectives. Um, so, is, is it okay with you if we get into what M Shadows um, uh, underscore Ethereum uh, has to say about all of this? Yes. I feel like uh, Newman from Seinfeld in the one scene where like the police come to visit to him and he opens the door and he's just holding a lit cigarette and he's like, what took you so long? <laughs> that's, how it, that's how it feels with like this younger generation crying, like literally crying about not getting Taylor Swift tickets uh, on TikTok. It's like, yeah, this is how it's been for a long time. Talk to Pearl Jam about it. <laughs> Look up the... Look up the fuck clear channel to like all this stuff. It's yeah. it's been this way for a long time, so uh, it's good that other people know about it now. And um, yeah, M Shadows is jumping in as well. Uh, it, so before we we get into his actual statements, I want I want to note that uh, M Shadows uh, online is still using his. Um, <clears throat> it's not the fucking 
goddamn hell ass, uh, shit ass, fuck ass, uh, bored ape uh, NFT, but it's the it's one of the shittier ones. One it's of the, the second one. Yeah, it's the the B the B team of whatever the fuck that was. Literally one of two NFTs that people <clears throat> care about. And again, which is a little weird because doesn't the Venge Sevenfold have their own like crypto bats? They thing? do. Why isn't it that? So when M Shadows is responding to people online, they all have the stupid crypto bat thing, and he's like, "Well, you guys are the marks that bought that. I don't have to do that. I'm not uh, doing that. That doesn't. That's not worth anything." So like time time stamp on this shit. We're in the final week of November 2022. And all of the, I think, I don't know if it's all of them, but I, I, I tried to go through and keep mental math. Uh, most of the big celebs pushing like the bored ape yacht club horse shit have gone ahead and reverted back to, you know, a normal profile pick. Like Jimmy Fallon is no longer repping the bored ape yacht club NFT profile pick online. Uh, we should let you know that that ship has sailed and sunk. So, uh, I, I like the M shadows is still hanging on. He's a true believer here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it, 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 I don't know. I don't know why there is still this fucking dumb crypto bro shit still going on in the background. I bought into it cause I wanted to, I'm just a gambler. That's my problem. Did you, um, did you, but you I, like, you were trying to like trade crypto to like make some money on the arbitrage right right i wanted to t- turn these this <clears throat> these idiots video game stupid fake money into very real money by their own hype and i was very successful at first which got me more into it because i i like doubled my money in, in a week but then i got into the whole holding scheme and that's where i lost everything is that you know if you just hold on if you just wait years your returns are going to be exponential and yeah, those beanie babies are going to get more yeah. expensive as long as you, ha- you no. have it in a I, dusty I hate, box in the basement. I hate to say it, but you fell victim to one of the classic yes. sucker ploys, man. <laughs> yeah. The classic blunders. Is, <laughs> it was the dumbest thing I ever did. I probably lost $300 in the whole thing, That's which it? is yeah, not the end of the world. Like, yeah, it's not I, the end of the world. Do you have any idea how much I've lost sports gambling over the years? <laughs> yeah. 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 I the thing was i made so much that my losses while still hurtful were not as as bad but they could have been much worse yeah um, if i didn't get out when i got out when I, I saw the ship crashing and i got out and so i lost 300 as opposed to like you know up there in the thousands but st- it was it was definitely a fucking pyramid scheme there's so many things coming out about any given company you could have been uh, trying to trade crypto with to th- that was just really ripping you off every every, every way single, to Sunday every single one of yeah them. yeah every single one of them so it was it was the dumbest thing and I'm glad it it's over like it's essentially over I still have people saying well everybody thought Bitcoin wasn't and it, brother no one saw the pandemic coming it's not going to happen again in that way in your lifetime it's not just just fucking stop. So knock it off. It it is for all intents and purposes, it is over. But there is still sucker money to be made. Um, mm. I have Clearly. been. So um, I might have mentioned it on one of the shows. I uh, did some uh, politics gambling <laughs> around the, these midterms, and I made a nice chunk of change. And even after I made a nice chunk of change, you can still keep flipping uh, for higher amounts of money because. 
In this case, there were a lot of MAGA diehards who were uh, refusing to believe that these elections would be certified <laughs> because they believed there was no way that their MAGA candidates, their Kerry Lakes and such, would lose. And I kept taking their money because they kept putting it in well after the thing was over. <laughs> so what you have is the diehards at the very end that you can still keep fleecing. Absolutely. But but fleecing doesn't just occur in politics. It doesn't occur just in crypto, believe it or not. Uh, fleecing still happens in the music industry. It does. Um, so to bring it back to Ticketmaster, uh, M Shadows had some comments to share about the situation. People, Tons of people were weighing in about what total bullshit the whole thing was, how Ticketmaster sucks. But M Shadows, uh, he, he said, no, you know what? I have a take opposite from everybody, and I can't help but share it. So if you – here is M Shadows, by the way. If you make a living playing live and someone is willing to pay $2,000 for front row, but you're expected to keep the price at $200, would you? And is that fair? You play 10 shows now to make that same money, uh, which is a – a question that I think that um, might be relevant for up to three artists in the world. <laughs> how many? How many people do you think that would apply to? Oh God knows. Even Taylor Swift came out and made like very uh, harsh statements against Ticketmaster over this whole thing. She. I don't think she is. I don't even think because there's so many people who have hands in her honeypot. That there's there's just no fucking way she's seeing much at the end of any given one of these shows. Uh, it, it is you know a full a full family business as it were. Uh, so another one of uh, M Shadows sucker fans says here uh, the official platinum presale for Blink One Eighty Two went from three hundred seventy five dollars to five hundred fifty dollars after five minutes. Does that count as Ticketmaster setting their own price for demand? M Shadows here says dynamic pricing. So the artist sees upside, not the scalpers. Uh, I have questions about that one as well. I don't don't know if that's accurate. Uh, I don't know, again, because Ticketmaster clearly has some kind of botnet that is scraping these tickets and reselling them. Yeah. Um, I mean, the scalpers are just targeting uh, desperate fans, and they could really charge whatever they want. I mean, more so than a dynamic price ticket that isn't available to people anyway. Right. So uh, here's, here's, let's, let's get to the, the nugget here that M Shadows is going after. Uh, he's, he's got, um, uh, one of his fans here says to him, it's why we work so hard to give artists tools to make more informed pricing decisions. Go look at the work we did for Pearl Jam to keep tickets at face value. It's not for every artist, but it worked for them. To which M Shadows says, Pearl Jam is truly for the people. I believe a combination of Web3 slash NFTs with verified fan and dynamic pricing may give us the best of both worlds. This is one of the many things at Death Bats Club is trying to solve. <laughs> and they'll do it, baby. They'll mm-hmm. make it happen. So they'll, they'll make it happen with uh, bulletproof vests that don't have anything actually inside them to protect you with. Yeah, we. I would love to hear from any uh, any Ukrainians that got that uh, got that delivered to their house. I sure would like to know about that. <laughs> um, so, what do you what do you think? Uh, is uh, is Web three slash NFTs the future of determining uh, supply and demand with Ticketmaster pricing? Yeah, I I don't. 
I don't think so. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say no. Um, let me let me just make sure we're not missing any of these tidbits because I, I think I, I have some more curated tweets in front of me from M Shadows about the whole thing. Um, he says, if you think Ticketmaster sets the price of tickets, you're wrong. The artist does. Uh, if if the supply is 52 stadiums, but the demand is 900 stadiums per NYTs, you don't automatically deserve a ticket because you are a fan. Demand exceeded supply. Uh, per dynamic ticket pricing, artists have watched front row tickets go for 10 times to 20 times face value from scalpers but see none of the upside ask yourself if that is fair it may suck but is it fair leave it to grandstanding politicians to get involved in something they know nothing about and leave it to artists to shrug their shoulders and point the blame i don't know i would like uh based on that little performance there i would like to hear m shadow's opinion on the age of consent (laughs) oh you'll probably get a lot of different answers in a lot of different directions um, so I mean, he's he seems to be more in support of Ticketmaster than everybody. Yeah, I mean, well, that's a perfect like libertarian thing. Like, well, it's it's simple supply and demand. It's economics one hundred and one, libtard. Um, this could have been written by uh, Phil Labonte. It, it really could have. Yeah, uh, it's 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 the same thing there. It's like, well, if two people want something, but one person has more money, the person with more money uh, is going to get what they want, and that is good. And I think that that really does um, <clears throat> encapsulate every single conflict in politics. <laughs> so, uh, you know, kind of a litmus test of what you, what you think should happen there. Uh, I don't think anybody's arguing that it's good that artists get paid for their performances or whatever. But like, I mean, I don't get I don't give a fucking shit about Taylor Swift. I don't give a fucking shit about anybody that like is is affected by this <laughs> yeah but i i one thing i can say is it's a drag that somebody who has way more fans than anybody else in music right now and is is somebody that the most people would want to see generally in the american population compared to say your avenge sevenfolds right right it, it's too bad that the average regular middle-class teenager has no fucking option in terms of seeing their favorite artist these days it's fucking impossible and that's that's too bad that didn't used to be the case you used to be able to get into these things with a 50 dollars ticket because there were just so many tickets to sell you used to be able to get a nosebleed section you used to be able to get a lawn section you used to be able to see your favorite artist live no matter what uh, but now we're seeing these fucking ridiculous prices for Blink-182 of all things. I really because think that, honestly, this is uh, this is a matter of, you know, uh, there are fewer big artists. Um, it, it used to be that there was a variety of big acts, new and up-and-coming bands that could do a stadium, and that's just not the case anymore. You have your legacy acts, and you've got, like, again, like maybe five <laughs> Taylor Swifts out there. Like, there's just not that much... Not that much going on because we've consolidated everything behind either the past or, again, like a handful of of extremely wealthy current artists. Yeah. And that's listen to Top 40 Radio at any given white lady's desk in any given office. And you'll know that that's just the reality. There are eight people making music right now. Yeah. Yeah. in, In that vein. And it's it's been the same people for decades, which I thought 
which I think is really interesting in terms of how we've grown up with pop music. You were always the flavor of the minute. You were always the one hit wonder. And now they just dump so much money into the same exact people continuing to be successful and continuing to have a monopoly on just everybody's listening that you're going to get. We can we can talk shit about Justin Bieber forever, and uh, I can't excuse even me. Give a uh, shit. I believe it's uh, pronounced Justin Gaber. Right. You. Can't, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> That's you. I'm not going to say that. But I can't give people shit anymore about being some 2008 out of touch dumbass metalhead, a boomer guy for saying Justin Gaber because he's right. Justin Bieber is still fucking here. He's still the top earning artist, the top listened to artist. His every song he puts out is number one, and it's on purpose, and it's been that way for a goddamn century. That kid is that 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 man is going nowhere. Justin Bieber <laughs> is literally an adult now. Yeah, um, what is he? And like, it makes 30? me. It sucks. Yeah, every single one of these tickets is now a ticket to the fucking Super Bowl. Everybody wants to be there, and it's going to be six grand to see this fucking idiot with his trash stash on stage and his fucking line cook tattoos. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Jordan, what do you think? What do you think? I think a lot of this comes down to these uh, companies, whether it's record labels or just some generic umbrella corporation that oh, the have, umbrella corporation <laughs> known for their fine products. That have brought up or bought up rather all the radio stations have bought up, you know, record labels and artists themselves and put them all under like one roof. And they've kind of priced themselves out or shut the door on getting new artists or getting new blood. So we only have these six to eight artists that are actually stars and there's very little chance for something new and organic to for these places to snatch up there's no like local radio stations that are pumping out this local artist who people love and it's the new big thing it's all decided by these people who own everything again and they're waiting for like the next disney star to turn 18 so that they can do it all over again or they buy up uh fading artists uh discographies you're Springsteen's and whoever else who were popular 30, 40, 50 years ago so you can still put out their music in commercials and in the latest Marvel movie and then that's it. There's no mid-level, there's no lower level and I think it you know, obviously hurts artists it hurts fans and I don't think they realize it but it's hurting themselves because then they get into situations like this with Ticketmaster and all their scams and all their scheming is kind of colliding in this one situation where people are starting to actually realize that they can't see the things they like they can't do the things that we used to do it's like when we look at old concert flyers and you could see five amazing legendary bands for like ten dollars <throat> now it's just your local shows are 20 30 40 dollars and it's all kind of coming to a head now as we come out of the pandemic hungry for entertainment and wanting to have fun and we can't i think so it, i think that this it, is uh, honestly like it's an extinction of every other trend uh across the economic lines in this country and, and abroad it's a there is no future there is only exploiting what is in front of you right now 
Um, there is no plan to invest in artist growth. Uh, there is no plan to uh, see any of this 10 years down the line. It's only to uh, scrape as much cash out of an audience as you can in this exact moment and not thinking about what happens one year, two years, three years from now. What's the name of like video game gamblers, people who buy all the loot boxes? Isn't it a whale? Whales, yeah. And, and that's how these games survive is not that you have thousands and thousands of people buying up like $2 loot boxes and uh, rolls of the dice. It's you know, five, ten people who are spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in any given month that are keeping you afloat and keeping you going. It's kind of the same thing in a way with these concerts. It's like you're not going to get your – preteen girl spending $20 and buying a $20 t-shirt. You're getting someone in their 30s with disposable income who is willing to shell out $1,000 to sit up front at uh, M. Shadows sing-along karaoke night. <laughs> yeah, I want to meet the guy who's willing to pay $2,000 for a fucking Avenged Sevenfold ticket. Uh, I must know this person. There's a lot of suckers out there, man. I don't know. Um, a lot I, of dentists do. That's true. Dennis that are also deeply invested in whatever crypto bat scam is going on as well. It's what we saw with when we were young with all of the ticket pricing they had and all of these different fucking gazebos that you could get for $2,000 where you could drink Haley Williams pee out of a bottle and just all this other shit. It's just so stupid. How like, much was that to your... Uh, the the one for <laughs> I mean for directly from the source it had to have been at least ten thousand dollars it's the one yeah. I wanted yeah, yeah, yeah. no I um I, it, it's you had to settle it's, for brass against and st- <laughs> no. yeah. and, and we, we saw Haley Williams P at home yeah <laughs> the Haley Williams P at home um I mean and it goes to show you that God is real and that vengeance is coming the way that we when we were young tour was just absolutely destroyed by just these godly who, winds who would have expected bad weather in the fucking desert <laughs> i mean that it really is a metaphor for everything isn't it like you you can create all these scams that collapse on themselves instantly as soon as you face like one iota of real world consequence <laughs> uh, oh it was fan- i don't know if anybody got their money back i don't think they did man i mean I, a lot of those people travel yeah, they, you can't get that had- back it was like you had 30 days to get your money back for your tickets, but after that, you're out of luck. And for all the traveling hotels, I mean, you took the flight, you stayed at the hotel. That's it. That's what you paid for. Yeah. People were coming from like, I think I saw some TikTok from some poor girl from England who flew all the way to fucking Vegas for this thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. But, you know, that's. That's what they counted on. That's what they're expecting. And again, you went out to the desert. You you got you got fleeced and went out to the desert willingly. So I don't feel that bad for you. You end up like Joe Pesci in casino in a cornfield. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, my um, chemical romance making you watch as they kill your brother. <laughs> um, I wanted to uh, to share a, a news story that I saw here. Uh, this I think this will be a nice uh, preview of, a, of our episode coming in two weeks here, probably. Um, this, uh, this headline here says, The Who, recognized as an artist for peace by UNESCO. <laughs> and now are we talking about the HU? Yes, the HU, not the, uh, the, 
the the boomers, not the not those old guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. UNESCO, the uh, United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, uh, formally recognized the Hue as an artist for peace at the organization's headquarters in Paris. Uh, I think that we all know the Who pretty well um, based on their collaborations with uh, Papa Roach frontman Kobe Dick, right? Everybody knows that? I love the way peace sounds. Um, and again, um, this fucking is... stupid, man. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is it's, it's fucking fantastic. Like this is another thing that is just a total fucking blind spot for us. But apparently these guys are so fucking popular that even fucking the UN recognizes them. <laughs> There's such a goddamn gimmick. I can't. I, I can't with that. I don't know. Is, is that uh, me being culturally inappropriate? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but it's 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 so dumb. I I feel the same way about folk metal for the same reasons. Uh, I, I don't uh, I don't much care for folk metal myself. Uh, Jordan, how do you, how do you feel about folk metal? I think what you've heard one song, you've pretty much heard them all. Yeah, um, I'll never forget the uh, emotional scarring that I got from hearing uh, Corpiclani for the first time. So uh, I've kind of what Elevati with the fucking hurdy gurdy. A hurdy gurdy should not be in anything. I, I agree. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, the, the thing with the Who is that it always makes me think of Tenger Cavalry and yes. how they did it first and uh, everything that went in with that band. And then just to see this other band doing the same thing, having all the success in the world. And it's just so sad. Yeah, Tenger Cal- Calvary, like, uh, really, really salieri to the Mozart here. Like, really, really, uh, really not great out- outcomes. Um, so, I, I don't know. Like, like you said, Breno, this is a gimmick for sure, but you gotta admit, this is a pretty successful gimmick. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. Oh, there's money to be made. I don't know why, but the people like it. Sure, but but we also, like, this is directly related to what we were talking about just a couple of minutes ago. Like, these guys uh, are f- f- pretty pretty recent band in that they formed, I think, like, what, like six or seven years ago? And they have blown the fuck up to the point of, again, getting recognized by the UN. And even bigger than that, uh, getting uh, the guy from Papa Roach on a song with them. <laughs> Does that tr- translate to live ticket sales? Like, I think, do they tour all I, that much? I think it does because these guys play mm. with like they played, they've done tours with Megadeth, they've done tours with, I think, Five Finger Death Punch as well. Like I don't know if they're they're fully at the stage of their career where they're banking like those other bands are, but they're certainly on their way to it. So, uh, and whether it's like a Trans Siberian Orchestra thing where people just go because it's the thing that they saw one song for and it's a tradition and it comes up every year. Oh, honey, let's get dressed up and go see the Who. It's, it's so, the the Trans Siberian Orchestra is such a funny thing to make a comparison to because they have the exact same like. Uh, economic model as a company that sells calendars <laughs> we have two weeks to make all the money we can this year <laughs> one thing i do want to make clear is that uh, at, at jacoby shaddock's current state of a career i'm sure that was more for the benefit of him than the benefit of the who you think so I th- that's what that's my take on the whole thing we might be surprised in two weeks when uh, we find that uh, 
Papa Roach is like number one on this thing again. <laughs> I think it was mutually beneficial for both of them. He giving the Jacoby Shaddix bump to the Who uh, as their ascent is going up. You know, lifts all lifts all ships. Yeah, I wonder how how high do those numbers get? Maybe maybe in the context of say like a metal thing if we see something like seven million hits that's enormous gigantic for, for us but if if, if 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 taylor swift put out a video that only had seven million hits she would jump off a roof that's true um i i, I think that in general if we're looking at uh rock and roll and to a much smaller extent from rock and roll heavy metal uh like the, the numbers are just they're not there uh so uh, you got to look at your relative popularity by genre, I guess. And when it comes to like YouTube, how many different versions of the same song can you find uploaded by the band, by the label, by the orchard, by just random people? So you don't always have to go to just the music video. Whereas for some of these bigger artists who really clamp down on anything that gets uploaded in their name, uh, I guess that has to be considered as well. I have a theory with bands like this and I would sort of equate it to the rise of baby metal in the fact that originally baby metal was just a, a funny video to share on the internet just kind of this cool thing where it's like oh look at these Japanese teen pop idols doing a death metal thing and so that got shared and through the permeation of what's supposed to be just kind of a silly viral video you're going to get out of 20 million shares, 500, 600, 700,000 legitimate fans. You know, you're just like, wow, this is great. I love this. I want more of this. I'm going to buy T-shirts for this. I mean, that's, it's the, like you, that's like the, the entire business model of all of the um, YouTube guitar guys. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. And it's like you said, it's a gimmick. So it's going to be pushed out by all of these different websites and magazines that live for people getting clicks look at these preteen girls doing their j-pop dance routine to heavy metal look at this mongolian band uh, doing their throat singing to riffs and people are going to click on it because we've never really seen that before or you know if people that are entrenched in this stuff like we have we've seen it but uh just your average person is going to do it and you know I, we've talked about how if you like heavy metal, inevitably you have normie friends and they know you are the heavy metal person. So they'll send you something that you saw three, six, ten months ago. You speak, like, yeah, hey, cool. But it's reached these people because of this gimmick and this virality. And, you know, we've talked about the TikTok stuff with Ghost and how 15 seconds can just suddenly give you a massive hit now. So it's it's the same thing with stuff like this. And when you have that gimmick and it's different. You can end up getting an award from the UN. I just want to say I hate that interaction more than anything else in my life where you have a normie friend share something with you. Hey, you like metal, right? Stop. No. I've always. Please. It's your friends mean well. They do. And they're thinking about you and that's sweet. But whenever they share something, it's going to be the worst shit you've ever seen in your fucking life. I think about the meme of the bald guy brushing his teeth and it's like what it looks like when you brush your teeth and listen to metal and he like ends up brushing his whole bald head. That's the one I think about whenever I see a normie person sending me a metal meme I've seen 
a long time ago because that keeps cropping up every now and then and it's it's not funny or these fucking just creatures these these like dregs of society who are putting up tiktoks or even worse instagram reels of themselves being relatable metal fans in this thing that's kind of not really a joke but they just have the bare bones editing skills to record themselves making a face and put a fucking caption underneath it and zoom in slowly and then it gets 400 million hits from all of these fucking Brazilians who end up putting it on my desk I don't want to see any of this stuff I I don't want to be relatable to other metal fans I just want to be a normal guy (laughs) how about that can we have uh, normie memes for metal dudes I I just know that I'm going to take the time this week to find out the names of these people, share these videos with you guys, and it's going to enter the Toyota of Hell canon as characters that we commonly hate, new villains for a new era. These fucking objectively untalented, unfunny, just non-charismatic piles of shit that put themselves on camera to just try to make instant clout coins from the fact that they're wearing a scribbly fucking death metal t-shirt while trying to make some kind of a pointy at the fucking caption TikTok dance joke about any given dumb universal feeling any one of us might get at a concert or otherwise. I don't want this, but I suppose it is time for new villains. We have retired. We have retired a lot of the older ones. I can't talk about Mayor James Keenan anymore. I can't talk about Philo Bonnie. Those guys are never going to change. Every time we bring them up, it's the same headline. M Shadows is now a new great example. He's going to go on about this shit forever. He's going to talk about how NFTs and Ethereum are going to save the world. It's, obviously, he's got the brain worms from it so hard. He's still doing it a year after it's a thing. So we got to move on. We got to look over to greener pastures. And I think those greener pastures are the things that I have to scroll past because the algorithm is cruel and truly doesn't know me. You're on notice, Jaden cult six, six, six. I need to look at my notes because I do have a number of villains that we have not caught up with in a while. Um, but Maybe maybe it's less, best to leave them in the past and move on with with new new tastes, new enemies, uh, in a new future. Uh, well, we could throw it back. We could bring up. Do you, do you have anybody we can talk about today? Oh man, I was just thinking like uh, who's the fucking uh, sticks and hammer six six six, the alt right uh, metal guy that's like a huge pedophile uh, libertarian online. Man, there's been a lot. Yeah. Um, no, I, I remember I used to uh, fight with that guy back in the day. Now I think he's sworn fealty to Elon Musk because he's a little he's a little cuck like that. Um, yeah, but there's lots of there's lots of you know just general enemies out there like that. Uh, there's a uh, oh fuck, what about um, a hipster black metal who is uh, pivoted to doing uh, NSBM fests in LA now? <laughs> I am stunned that guy still has any kind of statement to make anymore in 2022 i i, I remember he got uh he was making a lot of big uh, big noises and i think someone set his truck on fire <laughs> <laughs>
Was he the was he the guy that dancing choked out in the tour bus? I don't I don't think it was, but man, like how fucking I don't think I could ever show myself my face in public again if I got choked out by Danzig. <laughs> I think I got to get a Danzig T-shirt if that's the case. <laughs> there was that's probably why I have one. There was one specific guy in this same realm of assholes who I remember. Like, there's this one video of him going up to like Harry McCoy of Death Heaven and trying to get him to light up this random leaf he found because Carrie McCoy is trying to smoke outside after a show and. Carrie's just like, no, man, just please get the fuck away from me. And then eventually he ended up outside of a dancing show and he he goes over and has kind of like a selfie camera on him and Danzig. And he's like, I heard you don't like being recorded. And Danzig gives him maybe two seconds to think about his life and then proceeds to grab him by the neck, drag him on the tour bus. And then in darkness, you hear him choke for his life while everybody's trying to pull small, angry Napoleon buff Danzig off of this guy and not kill him. If you get your ass beat by Danzig, like that's it. You have to, you, you're, you're retired from the metal scene. <laughs> it's a fantastic video. I'm going to try and see if I can find it and send it your guys way. Uh, at least that, if not during the show, then after the show. But I thought it was the same guy that did hipster black metal. Cause I, I saw him, antagonizing death heaven outside of a venue and maybe my wires got crossed and i thought that was something that he shared was him putting up this video where he's trying to give death heaven a hard time um but well I, I hope so i hope that was the case the only thing i remember about him is that um he was constantly talking shit about uh Mirker from the success that she had a few years ago oh man whatever happened to Mirker? I don't know. That she, she out, fell off, dude. <laughs> she put out more, out more and more trad wife stuff, and it just got shitty. You would think I that, think like, if they, if if they sat down and have a conversation, I'm sure they would figure out they have a lot in common. Oh yeah, yeah. You would think that if anything, she would be having a moment right now with all the like trad bullshit going on. But no, she fell, she fell off hard. Yeah, she just needs like a, a, a fluffier collar and a more flowery dress on any given album, and she'll she'll do amazing. But specifically, what I'm recalling about this instance is she had talked about how lame it was that these dudes were coming after her, and they're usually young American men trying to question her black metal trad legitimacy and she's going off probably 400 comments down in this fucking comment section of this random Facebook page about how yeah there's this one guy called hipster black metal who's truly the dumbest <laughs> something like that and and so his channel from that comment explodes fucking explodes to uh, 11 more subscribers and he puts out this video about how she's such a fucking idiot for giving him a platform I mean, yeah, that's true though. You can't you cannot give your haters like any shine. It's a, it's a big mistake. It only it only bolsters their profile. Yeah, yeah, she she had she had launched him into the stratosphere of you know, 46 more views on a video and he was just highlighting that fact in one of his YouTube poop compilation looking shit ass videos. Um it was just it was it was such a dark history. <laughs> In metal internet, it was so lame. I've never thought of or met a guy that was more lame than that. And yeah, it's, it's funny that like it. you have a you have a really good memory for all of this scene beef. <laughs> like I I don't remember any of this shit. 
Well, I was in it, man. I was, you know, I, I was having fun trying to stoke the bees nest any given day, just pretending to be one of those guys uh, for years. And so I was, I was like privy to that. I was seeing that go on. And I remember even still at the time he, he wasn't doing quite the numbers as any given post about me hating, bring me the horizon or something. <laughs> so it, it was just, um, yeah, it was just kind of when Maddox was still funny that's that's the time of the internet where that made sense and boy, now it's that, over and boy, that, take, that takes me back a very very long time ago <laughs> yeah it was we're talking 2010 at the soonest uh, it's just it's it's well into the past any of these guys being relevant uh, i'm certainly no longer relevant in that context whatsoever and to see these guys still going still trying to make a point still trying to make their case is just they they have white hair now they didn't back then it's the saddest fucking thing in the world please grow up we're all aging in a rapid clip and i wanted to i guess before we got out of here uh talk about another uh thing specifically for aging metal fans uh jordan you you sent this our way uh about uh the the hottest uh, reunion tour of the summer, uh, actually something that oh. we broke before any God. other metal outlet. It's worth noting. You can go back and check the fucking timestamps. We were on top of it. Uh, what, what, what exactly did you see was happening there, Jordan? Well, Pantera is coming back, and you know, put that a little asterisk next to it, uh, just like Mark McGuire's home run record or Barry Bonds or same as Sosa, uh, and. The band's practicing, although I don't think they're practicing with Phil Anselmo. I think it's just uh, Zach Wilde, Rex, and was it Charlie Benante? Charlie yeah. Benante, is your drummer? Yeah. yeah. They're just practicing together, and uh, Phil Anselmo will roll in the week before just to Jarl. And um, Zach Wilde has said in order to learn some of the Pantera songs, he's been watching YouTube videos of like other people explaining how to play the songs, which I thought was pretty interesting. For uh, Zach Wilde, who's an accomplished guitar player, he used to be a guitar teacher, and to not be able to, I don't know, maybe read sheet music or play pick by, it up on his own Play ear, by ear? Yeah. Yeah. He has to watch other people, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I just found that, like, huh, how about that? I, I don't know. Maybe, like, if somebody that's been a guitarist for fucking 40 years, like, I, I would have assumed he would have picked it up by ear, just because that seems like <clears throat> the natural thing to do. <laughs> Plus, like, YouTube videos are the worst advice you can get in terms of how to specifically play any kind of metal song. Yeah. You have a guy who's all the way up on fucking the first fret, then take it down to the 20th fret because he doesn't know to go to string down. It's just the worst fucking... <laughs> it's, it, it's the worst players in the world trying to be very good. Okay, you want to put your hand here, and then you want to do this little thing, and then it just sounds like this. Uh, Bruno, have you ever tried to like take a guitar lesson on YouTube or whatever? Every day. Really? All the time. I'm always trying to learn new shit. Uh, it's I have to click on 20 videos before I get somebody who has any right to be showing anybody anything. I I am incapable of learning anything by watching i guess because i have to I, I get i try and i get frustrated and i end up trying to pick it up by ear because that's the only way that i apparently i know how to learn yeah i am i am now the one thing i can say is that 
my best luck now. I'm, I'm now at the stage of my life where I can see what a guy is doing with his hand on the fretboard, and I can say, okay, that's what I have to do, and I can translate it to myself. Um, I have a lot more luck doing that, watching cover videos and just like maybe pausing at a certain section if I didn't quite get it and seeing where his finger pads are sitting on the fretboard. That's really how I get things done. Um, especially because I'm trying to learn to play more indie style music and indie style chords because they're better <laughs> than just like power chords and, you know, riffing. Like a lot of metal music is dead simple. Um, while played fast and really squiddly and cool, like a lot of it is just very, very simple. And um, it, it, it's a lot easier for me to play. But if I try to play like a chord that I think sounds good or is something I want to incorporate in an interesting way, I got to like kind of reach out and look at the more indie side of things, emo side of things. And there's a lot of capos. There's a lot of weird finger movements, um, just absolute fucking knuckle splitting chords. So, yeah, what I do is I, I try to watch some of these YouTube covers and uh, try to put down the fretboard to, to very often no avail. But that's what I do. All right. Well, Shit, I guess there's a different way of learning for everybody. And for Zach Wilde, accomplished guitarists of, again, decades, uh, that's that's the way to go about it as well. It's just so funny that him and I are having a parallel experience about something. <laughs> like, he's on his fucking computer chair right now, just like, okay, well, all right. Okay, so wait, oh, where does he go? Oh, A major 7. Oh, God. It is, it is very funny to me to just imagine him sitting there in front of his computer and continually fuck up uh, the riff to walk and then have to like rewind his YouTube bar <laughs> just plunking <laughs> skirt <laughs> I think if anything he, right? he should just squealy when there's parts he can't do or like you know turn his back to the audience and let it pass to just if he can't figure it out like there's tricks there's things to do I'm glad he's taking it seriously I can't say that much. Like it's, I hope it goes bad. For, oh, it will. A lot of good reasons. It will. Not, but yeah. I mean, like he he's here trying. Which sure, I expect Zach Wilde to at least try. There is the other element of the band that is not going to. <laughs> yeah, like I wish he had put this much effort into the design of anything that Wild Audio puts out. Damn. Uh, but this is. It's just nice to see that uh this guy is feeling the pressure <laughs> and he's acting accordingly he's he's very nervous about how this is going to go um yeah, he's nervous but he'll do his part uh instead uh you know, what you, you you'll you'll pay these uh exorbitant fees uh to see a pantera reunion uh so that you can you know watch Zach Wild uh, nail it mostly on the guitar and hear Phil completely shit out of his throat uh, for probably a good 45 minutes before he gets frustrated and goes off stage and doesn't come back. Or just like throws Heil Hitler signs and, you know, we get more of that. That's always fun. Yeah. Um, your odds of seeing a uh, extended diatribe uh, regarding the differences between races are... Uh, I'd say pretty elevated. <laughs> Your risk is elevated during this tour. <laughs> These guys are my fucking brothers, man. And let me tell you about my other brother. <laughs> cancel, cancel culture. Uh, so again, if you if you uh, buy tickets to this, you uh, well, you deserve all of that. So enjoy. Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat>
fellas, is there anything else that you would like to um, to hammer on about before we get on out of here for the day? Do we want to take exactly one minute to talk about the medal Grammy nominee? Oh. <sighs> one minute and no longer. <laughs> 20 minutes. Let's go. We're just channeling our inner Eddie trunks for this. So before metal, I just want to say the other thing people are upset about is that for uh, best rock album, Machine Gun Kelly was nominated. So people are cranky about that. Good. That's um, fair. Yeah, I think that's acceptable. But yeah, for best metal fine. performance, for a new vocal or instrumental solo, duo, group, or collaborative metal recordings, Call Me Little Sunshine from Ghost. Oh, boy. All right. We'll be back from Megadeth. Okay. Degradation Rules from Ozzy and Tony Iommi. Degradation oh, I Rules! I wonder who's going to win. Is it the guy who is on the MTV show with the funny doggies? Uh, I, I wonder if this has, like, is this a continuation of Mob Rules? Do we go Mob Rules and Degradation Rules and we're going to get, like, rules. just rules at the end? <laughs> no, I think he's 50 years removed from that and just coming up with dumb names. Uh, blackout from Turnstile. And kill or be killed from Muse. 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 I fucking hate how much the Muse conversation gets involved in what we do. There is. Uh, I don't give a shit about like how things are categorized as metal. Like is Turnstile metal? Of course not. Whatever. But there's still no. up for it. But Muse. Oh. The fucking record industry has been trying to shove this band down my fucking throat for 20 years. And it is time we stood up and said, no, I will we not accept this. Well, victorious. I resent. Oh, the bass tone. Oh, oh, daddy, the bass tone on the Muse song. He uses distortion on his bass. Oh, I'm going to talk about it on my metal guitar channel. Shut the fuck up. I Shut up. Every second of Muse that I've been exposed to in my life. Most you sh- Muse, you lose. Get, get their fucking asses, Breno. Fuck <laughs> you. Anyone wants to come up to me with a Muse shirt and no talk to me? No. No. I'm going to gatekeep just you. It's just you. Everybody else gets a pass. Everyone else should just be allowed to enjoy things. Everybody else should just have fun. Not you. Start over. You know, find what's wrong with you and fix it. But what do you think, Jordan? I think Muse is music for Coldplay fans that want to get wild and drink a regular Budweiser. Damn. That's that's about right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I want nothing but bad things for for Muse uh, here in the future. Um, That being said, the the winner of this is almost certainly going to be Aussie. Of course, right? Like yeah. just to get him back on stage. I see it. I get it. I understand. I'd say Ozzy, possibly Ghost, just because of popularity. That and makes sense. Other forms and and, and maybe uh, some of the older people who are voting on this, their grandkids use TikTok and say, "Look, Mima, it's Ghost." Brenna, why are you sending NFTs in the the chat? <laughs> I just wanted to give you guys something that M Shadows paid millions of dollars for for free. Ah, uh, so I just I love you guys, and I figured you deserved that much. So you want to use that as an avatar? I I just sent you the the B Squad uh, <laughs> eye patch, purple hat, 
rainbow logo that he's got in his profile. And uh, if you want to reach out to me, I can get that to you for free too. I write. Well, now we're all millionaires too, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm rich. Well, folks, I think we got to call it here. Uh, again, uh, subscribe to the Patreon to get bonus episodes and/or access to the Discord channel. Uh, look forward to these upcoming holiday episodes and send us shit in the mail if you love us, or if you want to make uh, us right. uh, open something silly. That's a, that's that's a thing too. You have a fantastic fucking week. You guys keep it metal. Um, hopefully, we feel better and we're gonna have some great holiday episodes for you. But uh, peace and love from you know the toilet of hell and have a great week. See y'all. Bye everybody. Bye. FM Radio, Radio TOVH The Flush